radioinfluence.com. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everyone doing out there this week? How are you? How are you? I hope you're doing grand. You know, it's a very important, very important thing that that my peoples, I consider you all my peoples. It is important to your boy, Mr. Black Moses, that you are doing grand or as grand as can be in this tumultuous world <laughs> that we live in. Um, things are still crazy. Ain't a damn thing changed. Um it's it's you know it's it's more or less more of the same, but you know we're we're together and that's important. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're listening to your boy, and Black Moses appreciates that. So, <laughs> listen, man, listen. It's been a busy, busy week. Um, MotoGP, MotoGP. Are you kidding me with at this point, if you haven't seen the race or heard about the race, I mean, Marquez, man, Mark Marquez is just another alien. He's an alien from another galaxy. Um, the the guy it's it's insane. I haven't seen racing like I haven't seen race performance like his in a very long time. Um, and I, if at all, if at all. Um, his ability to ride that bike at that level is otherworldly. You dig? He makes that motorcycle look like a UFO because it's just like, you know, he's he's just from somewhere else, man. So I'm sure if you have not, please do so. Check out the race highlights from last week from Jerez. And it I mean, it's mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers away just in case you haven't checked it, but let's just say, let's just say that, you know, to, you got to just watch it. The guy, we'll just talk about the one he, okay. So there were two significant moments, two significant moments for Marquez in the race. Um, and the first one, the first one, it was like how, okay. So he made a mistake and it was costly, but he made up for it during over the, you know, it was earlier on, I would say like in the first quarter of the race, um, he made, he, he made a mistake. He recovered, but it placed him way in the back. At one moment he was riding with his right <laughs> Like just in front of his brother, Alex, who, you know, Alex is, you know, he's getting used to his new bike and being up there with the big boys in the premier class, you know, being a former Moto2, being you know the former Moto2 champion, you know, actually the current, he's still the current Moto2 champion until the end of this season. Um, is that right? Yes. BT, if you, BT, make sure you comment and let me know. Make sure I got my stats right. You're my, you're my go-to guy. My go-to guy. MotoGP with BT. Make sure you check him out. Um, so, uh, but for Mark to have an off, to have a moment, huge mistake, recovers, does so much work, so much work to get to a point where I believe 
I believe that to go from the back of the pack to work all the way through the riders, okay, to get to a place where he was, you know, in contention for podium, he was out of 15, 15 riders, you know, give or take, because a couple of, you know, there were a couple of DNF, other DNFs and a couple other crashes and what have you. But let's say out of 15 riders, he worked his way back up to being contention for podium. And then it happens. So I'm going to encourage you all to check out the race from last week before you watch the race from this week. And, it, you know, most of you should know that Marquez did break. He broke his arm. He had surgery. And when you talk about aliens, otherworldly people, uh, this dude is fitting the race this week and he just broke his arm last week. So now he's back in the saddle. So, you know, it, it, my hat's off. My helmet is off to Mark Marquez. That dude is a beast. Um, and it doesn't even, to me, it, you know, it doesn't matter if he does well, it does matter because, you know, he's got to go after them championship points, man. It was the first race of the season because of what's going on. So he his weekend last weekend amounted to a lot of nothing. He did a lot of work. He did a lot of work and it was impressive. It's worth it just to see the amount of work that he put in to get from the back of the pack to where he was. And I believe had he not had that second moment, he probably was going to take first spot. He was going for that number one spot because he's got the heart of a champion, the soul of a champion. That's what he was going for. And if you when you watch that race, the highlights, if you watch the whole if you can watch the whole race, if you have the MotoGP.com uh, video pass and you can watch the whole, the whole race, do yourself a favor. Watch it. It is master class. It's history in the making. There is no higher form of motor motorcycle riding, racing. Just if oh, if you are in this bike life, you must, must, must watch this race. And if you watch this race or the highlights or whatever, and you're not a fan of Mark Marquez, I don't care. I don't care. That dude can ride. I am a fan. I am a fan of that guy. Um, and he and I, we've hung out. We've we've actually we've socialized. Um, he's a cool dude. Good dude, man. You know, he recognized the story, you know, about how, you know, the whole black Moses thing. He kind of he's part of that history. Um, he is part of that history. Um, but he is a good dude. But beyond that, and, and people feel a certain type of way because of what goes on with what went on with him and uh, Valentino Rossi uh, a couple seasons back and yada, yada, yada. You can't deny that the guy is just that damn good. So my your boy, Mr. Black Moses, is encouraging you all to watch the race last week if you have not done so. Um, and just the boy got skills. The boy good. That boy good. That boy good. Uh, make sure you watch the race. Um, check it out. And, you know, and, and, and let me know your thoughts. Let's get more interactive. Let's get more interactive. If you watch the race, uh, you know, we Life in the Fast Lane, uh, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, where... Available on all social media platforms, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. So please, 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 uh, you know, drop a comment. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know that you're appreciating uh, what, the, what the vibes are, what we're doing here with the show. 
Um, I get a lot of personal uh, texts and personal emails and praise and propers for the show, which is great. I appreciate that. Let's get them all on the social media so that way we can have uh, a discussion. We can talk about the things that I talk about on the show. We can do some follow ups, whatever, man. Let's get interactive, man. This is a community. Let's start building the community. Let's start building the community, uh, a place where we can come together and vibe out and talk. And, uh, you know, maybe it's an opportunity for you guys to throw some topics at me uh, to suggest some guests. Uh, it's, It's a way for all of us to continue the conversation after the mic drops you dig uh <laughs> welcome to life in the fast lane y'all let's ride listen man listen um your boy mr black moses has been struggling struggling and i'm not the only one i'm not the only one and this is this, the, the the topic that we're going to discuss today is time, time, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Okay, <laughs> time, time management. And you know, I'll put it like this: I've realized, I've realized that at my age, I don't have time to waste time. I don't have time to waste time. I never did. When you're younger, when you're younger, uh, if you, you, you don't really think about the con- that for every young theory, life goes on forever. You're at a, at a certain age that up until a certain age, that is your process, your thought process that you have all the time in the world. Um, and I'm not talking about Mortality. I'm not discussing mortality. What I'm discussing is time management. Time management. I suffer from mismanaging my time. And I know that so many other people do. Um, and I'm talking about everything. you want. There's so many things that I need to get done in the course of a day. Um, first and foremost, you know, I'm a family man. Okay. My wife, my sons, uh, I, that, that's first and foremost, my family comes first and then my companies. Okay. My companies, my brands, uh, my obligations, my responsibilities that allow me and afford me to take care of my first priority, which is my family. Now being an entrepreneur, <laughs> being an entrepreneur means that I don't, there's no, the word too busy is not in my vocabulary. That term, I'm too busy. That doesn't exist for me. I have to get it done. Now, the question arises, does it get, it does get done. Trust, trust and believe it does get done. But the problem is, does it get done on time? Do I meet my deadlines? A lot of my deadlines are self-imposed. These are things that I decide, I determine, and I commit myself to. Some are daily, some are weekly, some are monthly. It's like things like getting the podcast done on time. Shout out to my producers, Jerry and Jason, because they put up with my ass. (laughs) Love you guys. Thank you. Black Moses appreciates you. Uh, That's my family at Radio Influence. (laughs) I know that they're not laughing, but 
I'm laughing because I realize and appreciate how much they put up with me and my often tardiness. Um, but that's that's something that I'm talking about, like managing time, managing my time, uh, weekly obligations, monthly obligations or obligations. You can tra- trade that word for deadlines. OK, whatever you're comfortable with. OK, I have daily deadlines, daily obligations, things that have to occur every day. I have things that have to uh, that must occur for uh, every week, every month. Um, and these are things that are important for me. For me, okay, to accomplish for things that, and I feel bad. I feel bad if I, if I, if I commit to doing something and I don't get it done in time, okay. If I don't get it done, if I if I, if I don't get it done, ah, oh, forget it. I'm I'm just leave me alone. Just let me cry because I feel so bad. I just want to be by myself. I just want to curl up. <laughs> you know, that's that internally, internally. But I also use that for motivation and drive to say, okay, I look at what happened. Why did I not? I look at it as a lesson. I say to myself, why did that not happen the way it should have happened? I'm also open to the fact that the I understand the universe and how the universe works. And everything happens for a reason. Likewise, some things don't happen for a reason. I'm aware and I'm woke to that train of thought. Things happen for a reason. Sometimes things don't happen for a reason. I'm woke to that. I understand that that's how the universe does operate. But when it comes to things that I know I have to accomplish, either they're because it's a self-imposed goal or a goal that has been asked, a request has been asked of me. Um, you know, that it, I, it's, I have to figure out. I do a lot of stuff, man. Let's just keep it 1,000. Your boy, Mr. Black Moses, is a busy dude. And I tried to, I had a gentleman once, a fellow writer, um, I had a fellow writer ask me, you know, how? How do I do what I do? And I just said, I just do. I just, I don't know any other way. And my mom would, my mom would take, shout out to my moms, shout out to my moms. My mom would tell you that my problem is that I always needed to be busy. I needed to do something. I loved working. I loved working so much that I thought that the, I believed and know and have uh, executed the concept I made the concept of the concept of working so much a reality that I work for myself. Now, that takes not everybody. Everybody can do that, but not everybody has the drive and passion to commit to it. And that's cool. That's cool. Whatever you need to do to get by. Shout out. Propers. I respect that. I respect it. Your boy, Mr. Black Moses understands. But when this young writer asked me how and I explained to him, I just do. He looked at me as if to say, he's like, well, well, what does that mean? And I said, I, look, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. I just do, you would have, I said, you'd have to spend a week with me, maybe a month with me to understand that it's just, it just happens. It's like breathing to me. I don't sleep that much. I just don't. And when I do sleep, when I do sleep, I mean, I mean, I'll shut it down. When, when your boy shuts it down, I shut it down. But for the most part, I'm, I'm, I, I go to bed late. And I wake up early. Now, as I get older, as I get older, 
I'm starting to understand and appreciate the concept of rest. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand that, you know, at a certain point in the day, will I shut it down for 30 minutes? Well, I, I'm a believer in the power nap. I am a strong believer in the power nap. Okay. So your boy will take a nap. Well, here, here's what happens around two o'clock, two to three p.m. I'll start doing stupid things. Whatever I'm working on, whatever I'm working on, okay? If I start making stupid mistakes, if I'm working on an article, if I'm doing layout, if I'm working on concepts, if I'm if I'm whatever, if I'm consulting, whatever your boy is doing, if I start making stupid mistakes, okay? I realized that, okay, I need a break. My body is, my, my mind is telling me that it is not going to work any further until it gets some rest. So I will shut it down for 30 minutes. And I mean, I'm talking about a straight, like the phone's off, everything's done, like 30 minutes, I'm done. Like I just need to be asleep. And I'll put my head down, I'll sleep, 30 minutes, boom. Well, maybe the phone's still on because I have the alarm, but I put on the do not disturb. So I don't I don't deal with anything for 30 minutes. I rest. I wake up. I feel refreshed. I get back to work and I knock it out the box. OK, so, but again, 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 time management, time management. So in the scope of things, in the, in the, the massive scope of things, I am struggling because I'm getting I have more responsibilities as a result of more opportunities. <laughs> and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the opportunities. Okay. Shout out to the universe. Okay. Keep sending them. Keep sending them. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And I want to make sure that I take these opportunities and do the and, and, and do my best, do my utmost. Um, but that means I need to do better about how I manage my time. I've asked for this. For this, you dig? I have asked this, have this, this life, this is what I requested. This is what I worked for. So to get to a point where I have all these things, where I have a full plate, I, have, I don't have a full plate, I have a full table. I have a full table. Now the question is, the question is, how do I manage this meal? How do I manage it? And that's what I've been struggling with. So I've given it some thought. I've given it some thought about how to uh, maximize my time so that I can do. And it is the beautiful thing about what I do. A large part, my job is in the, my job, my career, my, what I do, my vocation is motorcycles, motor, motorcycles, motorcycles, bikes. Okay, that word is my vocation. Motorcycles. That's my vocation. That's what I do for a living. Now, if you take that word and you as if that word is an umbrella and underneath that umbrella is everything else. But it's all underneath motorcycles. The magazines, the podcast, the uh, consulting, the everything, the hosting, the brands, the coffee. The apparel, it's all under the umbrella of motorcycles. So that's 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 a joy. I understand that that's a joy and a privilege and a blessing. So I have to do my job 
my job to respect that opportunity. Because I need to ride too. And that's part of my gig. Part of my gig is riding. It's actually riding, twisting the throttle. When you see me at the track, when you see me riding different bikes on my social media, when you see me in the magazine, when you see me on whatever platform you're seeing me on or hearing me, whatever, okay, know that that's my job. It's a blessing. I don't. It, it's a job that doesn't feel like a job. It only feels like a job when it comes down to the pressure of getting things done on time. And that's the honest truth. That's the honest truth. Um, and so there's a certain level of, of there's, to say there's a certain level, I, I've been saying, I'll say this, in for a penny, in for a pound. I'll say it again. In for a penny, in for a pound. Or as Mob Deep once said, ain't no such things as halfway crooks. You're scared to death. You're scared to look. You're shook. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. You're scared to death. You're scared to look. You're shook. Okay. In for a penny. In for a pound. It's the same thing. The commitment is that deep. The commitment is that deep. So when you find yourself, let me, let me flip it real quick. When you find yourself faced with an opportunity to live your passion, to, 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 to walk that walk and talk that talk, a lot of people are afraid, and I understand, a lot of people are afraid to take that leap to go all in, okay? You can't be a half-assed entrepreneur. You can't be a half-assed entrepreneur. In for a penny, in for a pound. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. You're scared to death. You're scared to look. You're shook. Okay? All in. And the reward for that, the reward for that, for being all in and committing, and I mean, there's that's another show to get into the details of the details of what that path is like. That's another show. And we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll talk about that. Okay? But today, it's about managing the time. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as an entrepreneur, okay? And even in this market, and I talked about this before, that because of COVID, so many, the world has changed. And there's some people that are going to come out on the other side of this, of whatever, whatever form or Whatever presentation of the world happens after this, whatever transition we are left with, there's some people that are going to come out on the other side in a better position. There's some people that are going to come out on the other side in a worse position. And there's some people that are just going to remain, that are just going to be the same. But it's a great opportunity. I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people over the last couple of weeks about starting their own businesses you have time. You always have time. I've quoted Henry, Henry Rollins multiple times on the show. We had, there's no such thing as spare time. I'm, para, I'm you know, paraphrasing them now. Shout out to Henry Rollins. There's no such thing as spare time. There's no such thing as extra time. All we have is life time. Life time. 
Now go. Okay? <laughs> it gets no realer than that. It gets no realer. So as an entrepreneur, you commit to these, to these things, to this life. My entrepreneur life allows me to embrace my bike life. Okay? So I have to respect that. And I have to respect the time that it takes to get done the things that I've committed myself to. And if I've committed myself to the word motorcycle and everything that falls underneath that umbrella of motorcycle. And if my plate is full, if my table is full, it is my job to properly manage my time to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. I know you are too. I know. It's it's not easy, man. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it must be done. It must be done in order to progress. In order to get from point A to point B, you need progress, which means you have to move. You have to get up and do something. You have to get up and do something. Outcast. You got to get up, get out, and get something. Don't let the days of your life pass you by. Isn't it dope how your boy mixes in the hip-hop with the punk rock? And <laughs> I'm talking about Henry Rollins. I got Mob Deep going. I got Outkast. We might have some other metaphors and ref- hip-hop references and musical cultural uh, references throughout the episode. But I think I'm giving myself some props. Black Moses appreciates Black Moses for <laughs> representing. Okay? Representing. You dig but the point is you you can't just let things pass you by we've talked about before how so so many so often you know oh man i wish i had time i i would have i could have i should have whatever and then you you know regret sets in because you realize that what you don't have that much time left of your lifetime I'm 45. And it's interesting. I, I was I was joking with my beautiful wife. I was joking with my wife the other day and we were talking about <clears throat> like what <laughs> like what what is my midlife crisis going to look like? What is it going to look like? And I said to her, "You know what? I think my midlife crisis is going to be on chill." Because I've done so much. I ride motorcycles for a living. I've traveled, I've been here, I've been there, I've done this and I've done that. I've met so-and-so, I've hung out with so-and-so, I have a great network of friends and supporters and my family. If if my midlife crisis is the anti-midlife crisis, I'm good with that. And I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen. Like, it's I'm, I'm on chill. I'm on chill. I'm not going to, what am I going to go buy? What am I going to, what am I going to go do that I haven't done written or have had I think now for me and that leads in I'm going somewhere follow your boy follow your boy I'm going somewhere with this that leads me into understanding what my priorities are what's important to your boy Mr. Black Moses and how do I adjust my management of time hopefully to overcome my mismanagement I'm trying to overcome my mismanagement of time by recognizing What's important to your boy? Quality 
over quantity. I'll give you an example. I ride my bike. I ride my bikes throughout the course of the week. If I can get out for half an hour to 45 minutes, just go, I, I try to at least, you know, I try to get out for at least 45 minutes every day, every other day. I try. Doesn't always happen. I understand. I got things to do. But to me, that's part of my job, getting out to ride. A lot of things come together when I'm on the bike in my head. A lot of things come together in my head. So that's, that's like my, that's where I do my thinking. So I try to get out. But that doesn't always happen. Just life. So then I started to realize that, you know, I'm more interested now. I still want my seat time. And maybe I because I can't ride every day like I used to, but I still want to ride. Maybe there's a different way of managing that time. So when I do my track days, shout out to my family at New Jersey Motorsports Park and the Riders Club of NJMP. When I do my track days, okay, to me, that time, that time has been pre-dedicated and predetermined that I am doing nothing that day but riding at the maximum level. That Those track days are designed for you to get the most amount of seat time, quality seat time, quality seat time, Okay. It's a beautiful thing. And I feel satisfied at the end of the day. I'm tired, (laughs) but I feel satisfied. And I feel that when I do my track days, when I do my track days, the day after, I'm motivated to push further, to, to work harder, to hustle harder and smarter. Because I want to get back to the track. But I've used my time. Like I just got, not to say I got the riding out of my system because it'll never be out of my system. But I've prioritized that day, that track day affords me the satisfaction of getting my riding in. A lot of riding in one day at a hyper level of performance If you have not done a track day, I don't know what's wrong with you. Do one, do one. That's all I can say. If you do one, you will want to do them all. I haven't, I've never met a rider that hit the track and said, no, that's not for me. (laughs) I've never met a rider that's like, no, y'all can have that. Never. I've never met a healthy rider that has gone to the track and not fallen in love with the track. So do one. If you do one, you're going to want to do them all. And then you'll understand if you don't already know that what, what I'm talking about in terms of the level of satisfaction that comes from that one day or weekend or however long, do a school. It's the same. You, oh man, you'll be so, you'll be exhausted and energized at the same time. You'll be inspired Okay, you'll be inspired. So bringing it back as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur. In this, in my moto world, setting aside time. Okay, to ride a day full of riding. 
at a hyper level of performance. Okay. My, that creates space in my mental calendar schedule, my mental itinerary to do other things. It sets the tone. That block of time is dedicated for that, which means I can dedicate other blocks of my time with room for adjustment because life happens based on priorities, okay? To go out there and just go for a ride, of course, that's, I just want to go for a ride. I get, yeah, absolutely. But sometimes at my, my level of what I do, I can't always just get out and just blow off everything and go for a ride. When I can, I do. But is it, to me, I question, is, it, is the quality of a 30-minute ride, a 45-minute ride in comparison to a full day of riding? Or even, even if I, look, look, if I can get over, if I can get an hour and a half, two hours on the bike, yo, I'm golden. Cause then I start, you get into your groove, your vibe, you, you, yo, you're golden. But to do a quick 30 minute, yeah, it does this, that's quantity, but it's not necessarily quality. It's, you know what I'm, you know what I'm, you understand what I'm saying? Any time on the bike is a grand time. But when you start talking about, when you start talking about time management, you want to get in. You want to get out what you're getting in. Okay. You want to be able to maximize your time. You want to be able to maximize your experience and maximize the opportunity. That's time management. That's quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. You dig? You want to, when I, when I start, what I decided that I'm going to start doing and I hope it works. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a go. Blocking out periods of time based on how the experience, my experiences, experiences on track. Okay. I'm using that as the genesis. If I block out time, my track time, and I feel satisfied and, 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 and you know, it, it ignited and you know inspired and I'm ready to just oh okay and satisfied I feel that I should be able to experience the same satisfaction from blocking out time from my day my week my month to accomplish things that I need to do to accomplish my goals I need to focus I need to focus and that's what I'm urging you all to do. Let's go on this journey together. If you have a, if you're struggling with managing your time, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Okay, you're not alone. Okay, you're not alone. Your boy, Mister Black Moses. I understand. I understand, and I'm struggling too. And I'm gonna. We're we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure it out as a community. Okay. I'm gonna say this. I'm going to say this. In terms of prioritizing your time and how you spend your time, one of the things that must be done is the elimination. You don't don't minimize. Minimize is not a strong enough word. You're not going to minimize. You're going to eliminate 
the bullshit from your life. Eliminate the bullshit. E-T-S. E-T-S, y'all. Eliminate the... You know what? I just said that wrong. <laughs> I just tried... Yo, I swore I had a point. <laughs> Eliminate the bullshit. So it should be E-T-B-S. E-T-B-S. You dig? Eliminate the bullshit. Don't be consumed by bullshit, other people's bullshit, your own bullshit. You have to learn to recognize bullshit for what it is. You might need a tune-up on your bullshit detector, your bullshit radar, whatever it is. You need to figure out how to determine if there's bullshit in your path. And once you recognize bullshit, eliminate it. Get it away from you. You get away from it. Eliminate it. Don't minimize. Minimize means that there are trace amounts of bullshit left. Eliminate the bullshit. Get rid of it. If it serves you no purpose, if it brings you no happiness, if it brings you no joy, if it brings you drama, if it brings you stress, and if it is preventing you, if it is preventing you from getting from point A to point B or anywhere in between and or beyond, eliminate the bullshit. Get it out of your life. My dad is a great example. My dad doesn't curse. I curse. My dad is a great example of mastering the art of bullshit elimination. And it is, I've learned a lot of things from my dad. I've learned a lot of things from my dad. And in recent years, I've been more in a position to apply those lessons. I didn't realize what I was learning when I was younger, but you hit a certain age, you become a father, become a husband, you start to recognize certain things about your parents, and you start to recognize that, you know what, your dad, (laughs) I understand his disposition, okay? But my dad, to me, is a prime example. And I've mentioned this before, shout out to you, dad, love you, man. My old man, if it does not move him, he moves on. I'll say that again, and I'll, I'll make it personal for you. If it does not move you, you must move on, okay? Just let that process, let that marinate for a minute. If it does not move you, you must move on. If your bike does not move, <laughs> okay, if it's not moving you, what do you do? You go get it fixed or you go get a new bike, whatever the case may be. Okay, but you don't just sit around and do nothing. If it, you, you take action. You take action. And sometimes that action is to get away from the point of inaction. If it does not move you, if it does not benefit you, If it does not get you from point A to point B, 
anywhere in between and or beyond if it doesn't serve the purpose if it is preventing you from accomplishing your goals your dreams making things a reality from you doing what you need to do from you managing your time in the manner that it should be managed if it is a hurdle if it is a stumbling block If it is a locked door, a closed window, if it is a wall, if it is any of these things that is stopping you from being the best you and living your best life, get the fuck away from it. Eliminate the bullshit. We do not have time to waste time. You dig Well, that's our show for this week. Listen, man, please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at L-I-T-F-L Official, and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please hit that like, hit that subscribe, drop a review, drop a comment, hit that share button. Black Moses appreciates you. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all-new episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone! I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out radioinfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>